0: if you've got your Bibles, go ahead and open up to Psalm chapter 32. That's where we're going to hang out um, this morning. We're going to get to Psalm 32 here in a little bit. Um, But first, what I want to do is I want to kind of recap um, the series that we've been in. Um, We're going to have an extended time of testimonies this morning, Um, and then we'll get to Psalm 32. So before we get to Psalm 32, we're wrapping up this series that we've been in called God's Economy, Okay. And we started this series looking at, okay, who is my supplier? And we established, and we all have to conclude, we all have to establish that God is my supplier, that everything that I have is because God has supplied it to me. The cars that I have, the family that I have, the spouse that I have, the money that I have, the kids that I have, everything that I have is because God is the supplier. And he's the supplier of all life. And then the next week, we talked about, hey, what's the demand? What does God demand of what he has supplied us? And Scott talked about, ultimately, it comes down to this. God demands that you be rich towards God, and God demands that you be rich towards other people. That that is our responsibility with what God has supplied us. And then Adam talked about, all right, production, production. And the question that Adam posed is, hey, what are we producing? What are you producing with what God has supplied you? Are you producing something that is, that is of value to the kingdom of God? Or are you producing something that is building your own cathedral right? for your own legacy, for your own glory? What is it that you are producing with what God has supplied you? All right, and then last week, Scott and I talked about consumption. How do we consume what God has supplied us in a healthy way that brings Him glory? Because as human beings, we have the tendency to overconsume. And then when we overconsume, we're no longer able to meet the demands of God because we don't have anything left to be rich towards Him and rich towards others because we've consumed it all for ourselves and our cathedral. And so we're going to end the series today talking about what's the bottom line, right? Another economic term. What's the bottom line? At the end of the day, what am I bringing home? What's the paycheck? What's the reward? All the production, all the marketing, all the strategy, all the work, all the labor, the hours. What's the bottom line? What am I coming home with? We've got another testimony that's coming um, and so, as tradition here at Gateway, we're going to make a lot of noise, all right, uh, for this person who's going, to show, who's going to come up and share his testimony, all right. And so, make a lot of noise for Rob Schultz. <laughs> Rob? I think it's on. Test, this time. test. There it is. It is on this time. So, Rob, for those that don't know you, why don't you tell us um, how you got to Gateway, all right, um, and how you came to
1: know Christ? All right, so um, I became a believer about seven years ago. Um, Grew up in a non-religious family, um, and then I met my beautiful wife, um, who over and over and over convinced me that, you know, I need a church. Didn't believe her, but... She was right, <clears throat> um, <laughs> man. Uh, I lost my train of thought. We'll breathe. How you got here? All right. So
0: how you came to know Christ?
1: We uh, we went through you know a few different churches and they were pretty good, um, but uh, as my whole family can testify to this, we came to Gateway and it was more than a church the first day we've been, we've stepped through that door, family, I mean, never been you know so welcomed. It's, it's just amazing. Um, and throughout the two years I've been here, two and a half years, um, you guys have not disappointed. I feel the love every time. I feel you guys praying for me all the time, and I love you. I deeply love every single one of you guys because I, I can tell. You're so true and so sincere. That's good. So you serve in, uh, in Kids Quest. Talk about your,
0: your passion for kids a little bit.
1: I, um, I had to take a little break from it, and I'm going to get back there. But um, a while back, I just didn't know what I wanted to do with the church. Um, I, I, I felt like I needed to do something. And then um, one day God's putting the kids on my heart. And I'm like, "No way, you know, no that's not me, definitely not me. I got you know, I got six kids, and that's a whew, that's a lot of work. Um, so how can I help with other kids? I'm like, I'm barely making it now with my own. I don't want to ruin these kids. <laughs> but um the first day I stepped in and um, was with the kids, it was amazing. Um, I thought. You know, I'm never going to learn. I'm never going to be able to speak in front of the kids. I'm going to screw them up. And uh, God was right there with me. He helped me through everything. I mean, I just started reading the Bible, too, at the time, getting really faithful on that. And I was quoting scripture and not even realizing it. Um, I mean, he just, he helped me through it. It was such a, a great time and a drilling rush. That's, that's what I need to do. All right, so two-part question here. Um,
0: You know, what's what's the journey been like over the last two years, you know, in your life? Um, And then uh, how has God been rich? How have you seen God been rich towards you um, over the last couple years in the midst of that journey?
1: Okay. Bear with me, guys. So the last two years has been super rough on me and my family. I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease called CIDP. Um, basically, this disease takes my body down. It, um, my immune system attacks my nerves to where I go numb and just hard to walk, hard to grab something. You know, the the normal writing or opening a soda. You know, and it was really, really a struggle. Um, you go to think that. If your body goes numb, you can't feel anything, right? No, that's not, the, that's not the deal. I'm in constant pain. Nerve damage puts you in pain all the time. So it's, it's just a struggle to do a normal life. My, um, my life now is beyond normal. Um, one day I'll probably get back there, but i say without the support of you guys, my family, and God, I don't know what I'd be doing right now.
0: Mm. Um, so you talked about the difficulties over the last couple of years, right? You, you're accustomed, you know, to providing for your house, you know. Um, you're working, right? Now you're not doing those things, right? Yeah. You, you feel, ha-
1: you know, you feel embarrassed, you know? Um, yeah. I, um So going from a normal life, you know, normal nine-to-five job, having a, you know, a decent family and just every day is being a normal deal to where I lost my job, I lost the ability to do a lot of things that, you know, I took advantage of. Um, I lost a lot. So uh, in the
0: midst of all that, then?
1: With all that, I realized one day, you know, I'm losing so much. You know, but I gain a lot more. You know, my, my wife is such a huge support for me. <clears throat> my, uh, my family's there all the time. The church is there all the time. At my age, you know, I, I started a car club. I love cars. You know, um, Fast and you're Furious. <laughs> but uh, God wrung 15 people in my life. And uh, they're like family now, too drop it a dime they'll they'll be there for me, so I, I mean, after I lost a lot of stuff, I gained so much more, and I think without this disease, I would' have never noticed that mm. Mm.
0: so in the midst of all of it, you're able to still say, hey, this is how God, you're able to still see, this is how God has been rich towards me. Um, you know, is that, is that harder some days, you know, than others? What's, what, what's that like?
1: It is. Um, it's a struggle. You know, I, I'm human. Uh, God, why? Why me? Why is this? Why is this happening? What did I do wrong? Um, for a long time, I was in that stage. And then that's when I smartened up and looked and, you know, was in his word. And even though I was reading the Bible, I wasn't getting the answers I wanted, which is a surprise, right? Every time I see my wife come through the door, my daughters, and my sons, God put them there for me to remind me all the good things in life. It's not about working. It's, it's not about who's in charge of the house. Um... You know, being the man of the house, when you can't open up a can of soda for your daughter, that's pretty embarrassing. When you um, can't get up off your chair and everybody's like, come on, let's go, come on, and you really physically can't do it. It's challenging. It crushes a man. And thank God, God is good. He, he gave me the right, he prepared me for this. He gave me everything I needed before I even knew I had it.
0: Last week, sitting down with Rob and, um, you know, it just struck me, um, you know, listening to him talk about, you know, the journey and the testimony. But in spite of all of that, going, you know what, but I've got, I've got this group of guys that come over every week and we talk cars. And that's been a huge blessing in my life. I got people, you know, from the church you know, support me, that support my family, you know, in different ways. And uh, that's a blessing, you know, in my life, you know. Um, God has been faithful, God's been good. And that seems like, in, in a season where you're experiencing these things, like, what? You know? And, and so I wanted you to hear um, Rob's journey, Rob's testimony uh, this morning. So, guys, give Rob a hand, please.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: If you got your Bibles, all right, look at Psalm chapter 32 with me. The Bottom line, when you talk about economy, all right, at the end of the day, you got to talk about what's the bottom line, what am I bringing home, what are my employees bringing home? What's the bottom line here? Are we, in the, are we in the plus? Are we in the bonus? Are we in the negative? What is it? What's the bottom line? The bottom line in God's economy is this. Psalm 32, blesses the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blesses the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. The bottom line in God's economy is this, is blessed is the man whose sin has been forgiven. Bottom line. At the heart of God's economy is this, is this message, it's the gospel message, that God has been rich towards you. That is the bottom line. The bottom line is God has been rich towards you in that he has provided his son to cover your sin, to cover your transgression, to cover your iniquity. Bottom line. That Jesus Christ on the cross is at the heart of his economy. We talk about who is the supplier of all things. We talked about God is the supplier of all things. God has supplied us all things in Jesus Christ on the cross. We talked about what does God demand of us or what does God ask of us. God asks us to love people richly because Jesus Christ on the cross is the demonstration of what it means to love richly. That is to give up yourself for somebody else. No greater love than this, that one man would give up his life for another. Jesus Christ on the cross is the picture of what God asks of us. We talked about production. What are we producing? Are we producing something for the kingdom of God? Or are we producing something for ourselves? God came down and ushered in the kingdom of heaven in the here and now because he went to the cross. The kingdom has come now because Christ went to the cross. And now we get to be uh, a players in this, where we get to produce things for the kingdom of God in the here and now because Christ on the cross. We talked about consumption last week, and Jesus Christ in the cross is at the center of consumption as well because when you look at Jesus on the cross, you have to look at it and you have to see him consuming All of God's wrath for you. That is what is happening on the cross, is that Jesus Christ is consuming God's wrath on your behalf. Jesus Christ is at the center of God's economy, He is the bottom line. Jesus Christ is the bottom line. Here's the difference between the world's economy and our economy. Excuse me, the world's economy and God's economy. In the world's economy, we start talking about bottom line. You talk about, hey, at the end of the day, what do I bring home after it's all done? After the marketing has taken place, after I have spent this amount of hours in labor, after I have, right, sold this, the year's over, like, hey, at the end of the day, then what am I bringing home? What's the bottom line after it's all said and done? That's the world's economy when it comes to bottom line and profit. And God's economy is reversed. The bottom line is this. You already have everything. Because when you have Christ, you have everything. You're not waiting till the end to go, okay, hey, what's my reward? What's my take home? You have Christ. You have the reward. You have everything. And so now we go compelled by that to live in his economy, to live generously, to live sacrificially. God's economy, he says, hey, look, I have already provided everything for you. You have already the riches of Christ. Now go and live generously. Let that compel you. The world's economy says, hey, you need to do these things, you need to do this, then your bottom line, before you get your reward, you need to produce, you need to work, you need to do this, then you'll get your reward. That's not Christianity, that's not God's economy. God's economy says, while you were still a sinner, I died for you and gave you the riches of forevermore. Now go live. That's a, we, don't, we don't deserve that. In Psalm 32, David says, Blessed is the man whose sin has been forgiven by Christ. Blessed is that man. Divinely favored is that man. That's the bottom line for us, Gateway. Christ is the bottom line. You have all the riches in Christ. So now go. Go live generously. Go walk in obedience. Go live in his economy. Go look different than the world. You have the reward already. You have the reward already. Okay? The band's gonna come back up and we're gonna worship. During worship, it's the first Sunday of the month. All right, if you're visiting uh, and you don't know, the first Sunday of the month for us is what we call first fruits all right we're in the middle of raising money um, so that we can build our permanent facility and so the first sunday of each month all right we have our fruit, first fruits give all right and so daring worship you can come up here all right and you can give into this treasure chest up here okay hear me out we don't believe in manipulation here we believe all right in the spirit of god so as the spirit moves you to give all right then give All right, and so there's no pressure, there's no manipulation um, from me, from leadership, as the Spirit moves you. Okay, stand with me. Let's pray. Let's worship together. God, thanks for your richness. Thanks for the testimony this morning that you are with us, that you are near us, that you have not abandoned us. That your mercy is new every morning that you're patient with us. God, thank you for your richness. Most of all, thank you for the richness of your son, Jesus Christ, that while we were still sinners, God, that you would die for us. That you would say, you know what, Zach? You don't deserve the reward, but listen to me. Here's the reward. Take the reward. Go live in freedom. Now go live your life. Now take off the bondage. Now don't return to that anymore. Here's the reward. Now go live. That's That's Christianity. That is scandalous grace. Here's Zach. Here's the reward. You don't gotta work for this reward. Here's the reward. Now go live in the freedom in which I've called you to. God, thank you that you would be that generous. That you would be that loving. God, moving power in our church. Moving power in our midst. And don't leave us don't forsake us. Amen.